When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Call of Cthulhu Mythos Mysteries, where we are doing the campaign book, Horror on the Orient Express. No, we're not. I'm locked up. Where we are doing the campaign, Horror on the Orient Express. <laughs> I am your keeper, Ariel. And let's introduce our players for today. Hi, I'm Aaron. I play apparently the criminally insane uh, Kyle Draper, who's also a private investigator. I don't think anybody <laughs> uttered the words criminally insane. <laughs> I probably wrote it down in a notebook with Fred once. Uh, I'm Daniel. I play Fred Lyons, the parapsychologist. And Mark and Michelle are not joining us tonight. They are both sick. Boo. Get better. That was the most insincere get better. I really I've do hope heard. they get better. I love them and I miss them. Yes. But I really do hope they get Wish better. Wish them well. I do. I just, I, you know, it's Mark. I always got to rag on Mark. Let's get started. Where we last left off, you guys had left the library, went to the, the Charrington Asylum. James made a huge ruckus. You were able to find out a little bit of information, and Kyle got caught, which resulted in Kyle getting sedated and committed. <laughs> so we will pick up with Fred standing in the lobby as they take Kyle out. James had left for fear of the police, and so did Donnie. So, Fred, what are you doing? Well, things have definitely taken a turn. Do I know that, well, as a press psychologist, well, as a psychologist, they're probably going to test him, won't they? I would make the assumption that they're going to, like, test him to see how insane i'm using quotes listeners uh, that he potentially is you could make the assumption that when he wakes up they will assess him yes and they could determine that he's not well uh, it's kyle i they're going to determine he's insane well they can't probably get him right now so i'm probably going to leave 
so I can try and figure out the best course of action on how to get him out of here. Because I don't know. Plus, just dealing with the guy earlier, he's probably still a little mad, even though that was James's fault. <laughs> okay, so you turn and leave. You are exiting the building. And as you're walking out, you happen to see what looks like an orderly with his head down grumbling, walking towards the front of the building. I need you to roll me a listen. 27 out of 60. Okay, so you hear him grumbling about how he doesn't want to come to work. He's angry. Fuck this place. Fuck LaRoe. Just fucking a lot of people. I take it he speaks English. Yeah, you can hear. Uh, I will calmly approach him not like straight beeline towards him but okay so you approach him and he looks up to he looks up at you because his head was down and you see he is a little bit on the shorter side he's pudgy and looks to be about 30 years old and he has a when he looks at you he first looks angry because he was you know angry rambling but then he looks at you and he kind of gets a little worried face are you okay there sir yeah yeah I'm fine I mean it sounded like you were a little mad there you want to talk about it he looks around roll me a persuasion can I use psychology instead I could see psychology. I'll go into psychologist mode. It's 97 out of 62. Woo! Well, he kind of looks at you. He says, well, you're definitely not French. Of course not. You know what? Screw this place. I don't need to come into work today. Do you want to go to a nearby cafe? Sure. Sounds... Nice. Get your mind off this place. He just nods at you, and then you guys walk off. So you walk a little bit. And you get to a cafe. And you go in. He orders you guys a drink. And he drink. He gets a bottle of wine. Says, do you want to share this wine, or do you want something else? We can. I just I have other places I probably need to go later, so I'll just be a little light on it. Mm. But. Okay. So you guys sit at a table, and he pours you a glass of wine, and he's just drinking away at it. And after a little bit, he says, "There was an incident that I've been troubled about." since and he just starts drinking then he says have you heard about Del Place dying yes it's tragic yeah I think he was probably killed by a fault in the electroshock machine but no one knows for sure because LaRoe moved the body the next morning, hoping to prevent scandal by withholding the details 
of Leroux's grand electroshock device. And perhaps the patient um, whom Del Place worked was killed at the same time. See, in the previous week, Del Place had been preoccupied in studying a patient he kept in his private wing. I don't know which patient it was, but the new observations began after the Guimar incident. The room's been empty since Del Place's death, so perhaps the patient was moved. I can recall the last thing Del Place said to me as he left work the night of his death. He was passing me by in the corridor, and I bid him good night. But he was preoccupied. And he said to me, It is within my grasp, Mandarin. Each of us holds the key to our whole racial memory. In our dreams, we speak languages we have never known. Soon I shall have the proof. I don't know what he meant by that. A little time ago, I found Guimar, a colleague, slumped in the basement, bleeding from a terrible wound one of the patients had dealt him. His right wrist was slashed badly. It is not known who attacked him. For when he was recovered, his mind was gone. So now he's an inmate, like so many others. This job is a demon, I tell you. Please don't tell LaRoe what I said. I want another job, but I need a good reference from this. This is all confidential. You have nothing to worry about. So he nods at you. And he sits there in silence and finishes the bottle off. Before you go, I have an issue that you might be able to help me with. Sure, what is it? So, a compatriot of mine was in the Institute with me earlier, before you met me. And... It seems Laroe has put him under watch, and he's not a patient. So, I don't know if you know any way I can potentially get him out. Seeing as I am not from this country, I think it'll be a little hard for me to do it. He kind of laughs. <laughs> well, hopefully he won't be the next victim for the electroshock machine he does have a mouth on him so he probably will be mm. Hmm. well the only advice I can give you is try getting him out at night there's not as many orderlies the doctors are gone probably have a better chance doing it then see the orderlies that are there at the night shift they stay towards the front by the desk a lot of strange things happen there at night so they stick as close to the front as possible 
there is different exits around the building. You might be able to get in that way. You're going to have to pick the lock or something. But You don't have a key I could potentially use? I do, but see, if my key comes up missing, I'm going to be blamed for all this if you get caught. My plan is not to get caught. I need you to fast talk or persuade. Both are probably pretty terrible. (laughs) Nope, that's 52 out of 43. Can I try pressing it? You can. Doesn't matter, I failed it. He's like, hmm, I can't take that risk. Like I said, I need that reference. Can we copy the key? Then you haven't lost the key. He sits and thinks about it for a second. You buy me another glass of, or another bottle of wine. And he's looking around, making sure nobody's listening. Nobody's really paying attention to you. So he kind of whispers to you, take the key yourself. Go across the street and down a little bit. You can't miss the sign. I know you don't speak French, but there's a key on the sign. Can't miss it. Do that. Do it yourself. Trying to cover my tracks. See, if anybody sees me going in there, then I'll get blamed. And then come back and give me my key. Would we? Would James have given us some funds? I'm sure he would have. Okay. So I will order him his bottle of wine. Okay. Um, he takes your money and goes up there because they all speak French. So he takes your money, goes up there, gets another bottle of wine, sits back down and he puts his hand under the table, but you see it. Yeah. So I'll nonchalantly take the key. Okay. And he pours himself and starts drinking. All right. So then I will leave and go try and find this locksmith or hardware store, whatever they've got that would make a key back then. Okay. So roll me a spot hidden. 12 out of 69. Okay. You're looking around and you do see across the street and down a block. You see one of those hanging signs that are coming out from the doorway? Yeah. And it's all in French, but you see a key. This must be it. I'll go and enter the store. Okay. You enter the store, and there is a man behind a desk. And, well, he starts speaking to you in French. Oh, sorry. Uh, Do you speak English? He just kind of stares at you with that look like, oh, this is a foreigner. And then he starts speaking to you in French again. Key. I'm going to show him a key. Key. Copy. So he motions you forward a little bit. I'll move forward. He's probably going to smack me. I'm going to move forward. (laughs) (laughs) He grabs the key and he's holding it up to you and speaking in French. And he takes, he goes behind 
the desk, pulls out a key, and motions to you by shaking the key in his hand that you gave him, and then the key in his other hand. Copy, yes. Yeah, I think that's what you're saying, yeah. (laughs) He rolls his eyes at you and takes the key and the other key. And he just kind of motions for you to, like, stay. I'll cross my arms and wait. (laughs) So a little bit of time goes by. He goes in a different room. A little bit of time goes by. And he comes back with the two keys in his hand. And he gets a piece of paper out and writes a number on it. So he holds it up. Like, do I have any bills or, or... Yeah, you would have, like... That match that number, maybe? Yeah. We'll just say you do, yes. So I'll, I'll set it down and slide it over? So he takes it, looks at it, pockets it, and then hands you the two keys. Okay. Turns out that was, like, triple the amount. <laughs> you never know. Probably was. You'll never know. I know. James isn't here. <laughs> <laughs> so you have your keys. All right, so I will head back and go make sure that Paul is still in there. Okay, yeah, he is in there, and he's looks like he's pouring the last bit of the wine in there in his glass, and he just has a smile on his face. Not a care in the world. All right, so I'll, I'll casually sit down. Oh, good. You came back. I was a little worried. I have no reason to break any word. Yeah, Americans, they're they're a little trusting. It's good on my part, though. So he holds his hand out. You don't want to do this, like, nonchalantly again? <laughs> you're right, you're right. I think I drank a little too much wine. He sticks his hand under the table. <laughs> I'll, I'll hand the key back over. Okay. He looks at it and... Gets in his pocket, takes the key ring out, puts it back on, sticks it back in his pocket. I'm going to have a good day today. Can I use... I want to use psychology on him. Uh, like, help alleviate his worries. Uh, you'll find a better job, Paul. I, I have some hope for you. I might as well just quit being a psychologist. <laughs> he kind of... He looks at you... Uh, yeah. Oh, we'll see. Can I help you any more today? Nah, nah. Just talking about it helped tremendously. Well, that's what I'm here for. Now, you promised not to tell LaRoe about this, right? About what? I like you. And he polishes off the rest of the wine in his glass. Make sure you get home okay. Hey, yeah, I'll be just fine as he stumbles to get up. He's probably going to stumble right to work. <laughs> probably. <laughs> okay. All right. So I guess I'm going to go try and find James, I guess. Okay. So probably back towards the hotel or something. All right. So, Kyle, you wake up. You are groggy. You look. You look around. I'm going to reach for my cigarettes. They are gone. You are in some sort of hospital gown. 
What shit? You are in a large room. There are six beds in this room. Two of them are occupied. You see one is sleeping and another one is rocking back and forth on his bed. I'm going to go over the door and look out the window. Okay, you look out. You don't see anything. See another um, door across from you. I'll walk up to the guy who's sitting in the corner, rocking himself back and forth. Does he say anything? No, he's just rocking himself back and forth. I'm going to kind of lean down. You all right there, buddy? He's coming. He's coming. He's coming. He's coming. He's coming. He's coming. And he just rocks back and forth. Who's coming? Okay, crazy people. Got it. Hey, sleepyhead. Wake up. Are you going to go over there? Mm-hmm. Are you going to, like, shake him? Yeah. Okay. He kind of wakes up, looks at you. Who are you? I'm, uh, let's just say I'm a private investigator. Leave it at that. <laughs> okay, yeah, sure. So it's that guy, and he's motions over towards the guy that's rocking on his bed back and forth. Yeah, what is with that guy? Who's coming? Fuck if I know. You mean to tell me you've been in here with this guy, I'm assuming, for a while? You don't know a damn thing about him? Why would I get into his business? I'm not a doctor. What are you in for? You tend to get violent one time and they throw you in here. You tend to get violent one time? What'd you do? I might have punched a man. You punched a guy and they threw you in the loony bag. Well, okay. I might have hit him a little too hard. See, I found him with my wife. So you had a psychotic break due to adultery. Seen that a couple times. Hmm. They don't care here. They'll throw you in, keep you in here forever. Is he speaking in English? He is. Is he American accent or is it like a French? It is like an English Mm. accent. You can tell you're uh, not from France. Nah. Nah, I'm from the London area. So, uh... How'd you end up in France in the loony bin? I mean, if I'm asking too many questions at any point, please ask me to stop. I don't mean to be uh, what, too d- rude. Whatever. It's nice to actually talk to somebody in here that, you know, is coherent. Uh, see, my wife, she's French. Ah, so you, you came over on the boat, decided to settle down here? Yeah, close to her family. You know, I'm a nice guy. Did you, did you happen to hit them both pretty hard? I would never touch a female like that. I was just just curious. No, I just hit him a little too hard. By too hard, you mean he didn't wake back up? I don't know. He was out. They didn't tell me. They just threw me in here. That one, would you? He might have been somebody important to us. Who was that? I don't know. I don't know French bureaucracy. But you know French names. Oui, oui. What was his name? Mm-hmm. Can I roll a psychology to see if he's lying? Yeah. That is a 2%. He 
He was lying about knowing the name, but everything else, he seemed like he was genuinely telling you the truth. All right, let's get to the chase. I'm a private investigator of... Excuse me. I'm a private investigator of sorts from uh, across the pond, as you say. I'm over here investigating a uh, disappearance, house fire, a few other things. I'm in here now because I pretended to be an obnoxious drunk. Hmm. So I'm right where I want to be. There's the true story. Now, you're lying. I know you know the name. Just give me a name, buddy. Why would it matter to you? Because you seem like a guy who deserves a little bit of peace of mind. And I can see that it's plaguing you whether or not the guy woke up. I honestly don't care. I hope he didn't. Mm. Okay, well, either way, you're sitting here going cuckoo in the crow's nest because you don't know either way. So I'd like to offer you my assistance for free. I'll find out for you. I appreciate that, but I still don't care. Okay. His name was... Frederick. Frederick? Yeah, Fred. There's at least... Lions? Huh? No. Oh, okay. No, that's, that's not the same guy. Okay. Whew! Ha! No, that's, uh... I just... I got a buddy named Fred. So... I'm sure there's lots of Freds out there. It's... Knowing I my luck? honestly can't pronounce the last name. Right, well, then you're pretty fucked. But... Anything weird happening around here? Noises in the night? Anything crazy like that? Or at least being assholes? There's tons of noises in the night, but it's... Okay, not the cuckoos. Yeah. Anything odd happening around here? Oh. He kind of scratches his neck. Roll me... I want a hard spot. Let's say, can I <clears throat> see what he's scratching at? That's a thirteen out of seventy-five. You see, he's scratching at his neck, and you see two little pricks on his neck. Uh, how'd you get them, bud? Get what? Is there like a hand mirror or anything in here? No, there's nothing. There's no mirrors, no nothing. There how about is... a shiny piece of metal? No. The getting... beds are metal, but they're painted white. You got uh, two holes on the side of your neck, bud. I do? He's feeling, and he's like, oh, I feel a little scabs here. Yeah. Probably bugs. God, this place is disgusting. Yeah, we're going to go with bugs. Okay. Right. Uh, is there anyone who uh, you had any dreams? Or anything. He gives you the weirdest look. Are you sure you don't belong here? Sometimes I curia I uh find myself wondering that same thing. But no, I don't belong here. Everything I believe has been confirmed. <laughs> Luckily. Okay. Listen, I said I'm an investigator of sorts. Okay. Congratulations. We're not going to do this. Okay. You have yourself a good night. Thank you. So I'm going to go fiddle with one of the straps on one of these beds. I'm assuming there's a strap. No. Okay. Anything like a vent or anything that might be loose. I'm looking for essentially a small little piece of metal. 
There would be a vent on the ceiling in one of the corners. There's a vent, like an air vent. Okay, I'm going to move quietly some stuff over that way, and I'm going to stand on it and try to break off a piece of the vent. Roll me roll me an extreme strength, and I'll explain why later. No, what's a 73 out of 75. Okay, you are tugging. The only things in this room are the beds. Mm. You try tugging the bed, but you realize it's bolted to the ground. Fuck. Should have seen that one coming. (sighs) All right. I'm going to see if there's anything I can see, if I can find anything for like a jimmy or a pick. Okay, roll. um, That is a 3%. Okay, you are looking around, and unfortunately, the only things in these rooms are the beds and a blanket on the beds. Not even a sheet. These assholes. Okay. And then you see the two people, but they're wearing the same attire you are. So I'm going to go over to the dude who's rocking himself back and forth, and I'm going to look at his neck. Okay. You look, roll me at just a normal spot. That is a no. No. <laughs> Got a 90 out of 75. Okay, you go walking towards him, and you're trying to look at his neck, but he kind of has his shoulders hunched up, rocking back and forth, so you can't get a clear picture of... Any signs of the next? I'm gonna walk up to him again and go, Hey, I know who he is. He is staring straight ahead, rocking back and forth. I am going to say, Count Fenelix here. He stares straight at you, rocking back and forth. Well, not straight at you, I'm sorry, straight ahead and rocking back and forth. Okay, buddy, you are not giving me anything to work with here. All right, do you know anything about the Count, Sleepyhead? Like Dracula? Okay, there can be people with the official titles of Count. Jackass. <laughs> Count Fenelik. No, I don't. I All don't right. know anybody named Count Fenelik. You know anything about uh, Dr. DePlace? Yeah, he was the, the dude that ran this place before and he died I don't I don't know how mysterious causes I'm pretty sure the new doc had something to do with it dude shady as fuck they're all shady as fuck yeah taking people in all these patients this room was full what happened they came in they take them to do lord knows what they never come back What time of night is it? It is getting, I would say about, we'll say about 9 p.m. You can make the assumption because there is a window and it is dark. But there is bars on the outside of the window, you know, mm-hmm. so um, you'd make the assumption it is nighttime because it is dark outside. So can I try the door to see if it's locked? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, I want to try the door. It's locked. I figure. So there's no orderlies or anything outside? Now you're looking and you don't see anybody. You just see the... You're kind of looking around the door, the little window at the door. Mm-hmm. And you see other 
doors, but nothing. Nobody's in the hallway. So I'm going to knock on the door. Okay. You knock. You sit and wait. Nobody comes. Hey, assholes. I'm awake. Roll me a listen. A 66 out of 73. Yep. Okay, so you're peering around. You hear somebody. You hear a noise from down the hallway. Muffled says, Hey, asshole, I'm awake. <sighs> All right. I guess I'm just going to go sit in my bed. Okay. So you sit in your bed. So you lay down. After a little bit, you fall asleep. And you kind of... You're sleeping, but you get a weird feeling that somebody's watching you. And you happen to wake up and there is a black figure hovering over your bed. And that's where we're going to end the episode tonight. Son of a bitch! Thank you all for listening. Tune in next week. Hey everybody, this is your Mythos Master, Ariel. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, please leave a review and share it with a friend. You can come chat with us on our Discord or check out our Twitter. Links are in the show notes below. Next episode airs next Saturday. Keep your percentiles low and your sanity high. What up tonight, City? You're listening to N54 Radio. This is DJ Sparks bringing you a new hit show from Night City, Cyberpunk, a cyberpunk red live play podcast. Listen as a ragtag group slamming on the corpos. Survive the streets and try to keep from being flatlined. You can tune in on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or wherever else you get your podcasts. DJ Sparks out! Hello, this is Charlie Transmutation coming to you with another PSA announcement. No, Charlie, this is a commercial. What? Crap. Nobody told me that. Well, what are you supposed to do in this thing anyway? Well, Charlie, I'm glad you asked. This is the part where we introduce our new homebrew 5e D&D podcast, The Fumbling Four and the Almighty Crit, where we explore the homebrew world of Alteris using homebrew rules and homebrew material from the Dungeon Master's Guild. Yeah, sounds boring. I'm out of here. See you later, Charlie. We hope to have you guys come check us out soon. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts.